to put on an international conference it has many details to it and really requires knowing the local scene because there's many different people you need to contract with and liaison with to actually bring these kind of conferences to life. And so Discover Halifax really was that network. Anchored by our maritime history and shaped by the ocean, Halifax, Nova Scotia is a breath of fresh, salty air. Humble, vibrant, and surrounded by natural wonder. It's an ecosystem for innovation and the ultimate backdrop for your event. This is the Discover Halifax podcast, a podcast about the unique and unparalleled local expertise, innovation, and infrastructure of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Welcome to the Discover Halifax podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bailey, and today with me is Todd Scott of the Canadian Domestic Violence Association and Bridges Institute. Today, we're going to be talking about innovation taking place in Nova Scotia for social justice, as well as Todd's experiences bringing his conferences to Halifax. Todd, it's great to have you with us today. That's great to be here. Well, thanks for making some time on what's a beautiful sunny day here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The sun is out, the patios are being built, and before you know it, uh, summer's going to be here. It's exciting to be here for us. It is. Before we get into the the meat and potatoes today, let's let's just have a little bit of a background, Todd, on who you are and, and what you're all about. I'm a social worker. I've been executive director of a nonprofit group since uh, the early 90s. And uh, since that time, I had uh, opportunities to publish and present myself internationally at uh, various conferences and establish uh, numerous conferences, probably 15 plus through the years, to have colleagues be able to get together to discuss what's happening in the field and to push the field that I'm in even further. I, I think that that's really quite interesting. And let's dig into that a little bit more, because I think especially in the post-COVID world, when we start thinking of social work and we start thinking of all the ways that the last year have played on people, I think there's some tremendous opportunities there. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that and, and what you've seen in terms of a post-COVID world or as we're going through the pandemic? Uh, well, my, I've put on some trainings myself, which has worked in terms of uh, through cyberspace. I've also tried to attend conferences, try, people trying to put on conferences through online, and I uh, would not do that, really. Just it's like watching TV and there's better YouTube videos than there are. You know, so trying to replicate a live conference through the internet, I found has been unsuccessful. And, and I've heard that from a lot of other folks as well, that part of it is that human interaction not being there. And, and you're right, it's, it's kind of just watching a YouTube video. And from an effectiveness perspective as well, I can imagine that you know, just synthesizing that type of information is a challenge as well. Well, I think that that really, uh, that's a major part of a conference is it being able to synthesize the information. And when you're alone in a room by yourself and you're not talking about anybody with anybody, but what you've just seen, it just doesn't have the same impact, you know? So even if you go to a conference and it's somebody that you're really excited about or somebody you have a lot of concerns about, either way, it's a rich conversation afterwards about what you're actually you know, what you've actually just seen that uh, you just don't have available to you when you're in that kind of cyber world and you're on your own. So my experience of that was it just felt dead in comparison to having kind of live interactions that you can have with colleagues and meeting new colleagues, you know, so it's not just the people that you came with, it's all the people that you get to network with. And it's about 
really the conferences we've put on in, in uh, the social work field have really been about trying to push the field forward. And it's hard to do that if the only people you end up talking with are the same people from your same community, because that's the only people you actually meet. So if you don't meet new people, it really you know makes it difficult to push the edges of whatever field you're in. So, so looking back on your events, maybe what we could do is you could walk us through a, a couple of the events that you've done, either here or abroad, yeah. and then we can start talking a little bit about those. Yeah, for sure. So the first conference I would have been involved with probably would have been in the early 2000s. And uh, we had a number of those. We ran some of them in Halifax. Uh, so these were therapy conferences, not the domestic violence conference, but other therapy conferences, more like family therapy, just generic family therapy conferences. And we ran them in Halifax, Toronto. We were also down in Texas for some of those, co-sponsoring those conferences. So those were kind of family therapy conferences that I was involved with. And then I uh, came up with the idea of having a Canadian domestic violence conference. So we started running that conference out of Toronto because I just assumed that that was the biggest population and probably the biggest opportunity in terms of success. And uh, most of the conferences we had had probably numbered in terms of the family therapy conferences, probably around 250 people. And then when we started the domestic violence conferences in Toronto, that's about the number that we ended up with, 250, 300 people. And uh, so we ran it out of Toronto for four Every two years, we ran this Canadian Domestic Violence Conference for four sessions. And then I wanted to see what would happen if we actually brought this conference to Halifax. Because part of it was wanting to introduce to the world what we're doing here in Halifax and Nova Scotia. There's quite a bit of innovation happening, actually, in the domestic violence field in Nova Scotia. So I wanted to show that off, but I also wanted to bring the world to us in terms of networking presentations. So it's an international conference with a lot of, obviously, Canadian content to bring all that to Halifax and to the Canada's East Coast so we, that we could benefit from what's happening in other regions of the Canada internationally. So I pulled the conference to my hometown in Halifax, which I'm proud of. And what happened was we moved, I planned uh, for like 125 people to show up. So we were, you know, I was kind of doing a scale, population scale. So we had 400 in Toronto. So I scaled down to do it for 125 people. And I worked closely with Discover Halifax. And that was extremely important in terms of getting the confidence that I could make this conference happen in this context. And not only did the conference happen, but, you know, the numbers blew from, 250 to 300, up to 500, 550, 600, just as we continue to do the conference in this context. So it was really exciting. What we learned was people love coming to Halifax, that people had the opportunity to go into an urban center that they've been to in Toronto, but people hadn't been to Halifax and they were excited to see what was here. And that completely translated. And so really the numbers for the conference that we had far exceeded our expectations. And the response that we got was, you know, exhilarating to say the least in terms of people being happy to be able to come to the East Coast of Canada and have, uh, you know, an international conference to attend. 
I, I love that. And, and, and there's a bunch of things there that I'd love to kind of talk through with you. But the first one is, you know, that sense of exhilaration in terms of having these people come to your hometown and get a chance to showcase Halifax. Tell me a little bit more about that, uh, because that's that's super exciting. Well, it, uh, it is for me. I grew up here. And have a sense of the place and the history of this region and how important it was for Canada in terms of Canada's own development. And the fact that we kind of celebrate aspects of that history in terms of what the democracy that took hold and the courts and the government and uh, universities and so forth that came through Nova Scotia. And so I'm proud of those elements of our history. And I'm a sailor myself, so I love being on the water, and I love the fact that, you know, Nova Scotia celebrates that in terms of sailing is a big draw here and people getting to everything from riding on the blue nose to being able to get out on the water myself. So I love showcasing that. And also that we have such distinct parts of our province too. You know, there's, of course, the South Shore, but also going to the valley and uh, to the Bay of Funday and uh, Cape Breton. You know, so we have these really distinct, rich parts of our province that people can continue to return to. So even if they've been here once, we found that people continue to come to the conferences that we put on to take in different parts of the province. So uh, that uh, left me feeling proud about the province. What you also talked about, and not only is there that sense of pride and that sense of excitement when it comes to bringing these groups here, but it's also showcasing that thought leadership, that innovation that exists. And the more of these we do, what we're finding very quickly is there's more innovation happening in Nova Scotia than just about anyone really could possibly realize, uh, whether you're talking life sciences, whether you're talking tech, aerospace, oceans, the list goes on. But one of the areas that you mentioned is innovation within your space, within social work. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. That's that's extremely interesting. Well, part of, uh, I find it fascinating because of course we're a pretty small population but there really has been innovation happening in this area in particular to domestic violence for really the last 20 years and that's also why people were attracted to come to the conference because they knew that stuff was happening in nova scotia to address this issue in a holistic restorative manner and um i think part of it is the virtue i think of being small I mean, one, having all the universities here is probably helping. And also the virtue of being small is that we're just more nimble and able to change and grow over time, you know, as a, as a field. So even so that we don't get stuck in having to change millions of people around, you know, what's the newest thing coming down the pike, that we can actually, you know, see what's happening and respond relatively quickly to compare to larger populations. And so I... In my field, I think that that's part of what that's led to is just us being more responsive to the clients that we're in front of. And uh, it's been exciting to be part of that. And do you find that there is significant collaboration that just naturally takes place here in Halifax because of its size and its proximity? Definitely. Because I know the players in my field. I mean, you can, you know, count them on two hands probably that, you know, that the the players that are moving things forward and just, so just the opportunity to really feel like you can make a difference within this context when you know, you know, have personal relationships with the, the, with who the actual players are in the field. 
So Todd, along those lines, maybe what we should do is just dig a little bit deeper into your work and, and, and where you've been and what you've experienced, because I, I think that might be of interest here as well. Well, part of what I started publishing in the early uh, 2000s and then started presenting internationally at conferences and then being invited back once I had uh, attended numerous conferences. And it was really through that experience of attending other people's conferences that I thought, well, you know, I actually think we could shape a particular conference. And part of the intention behind the conference is that there can be, uh, you know, within my field, there can be different ideological frameworks that people adopt that don't really foster kind of um, open dialogue or, uh, you know, kind of discussion. So really, that's part of what the conference was shaped to do, was really to give a form for even outrageous ideas that we could actually have an academic exercise of actually listening to each other and being able to handle the fact that there's a diversity of viewpoints and diversity of ideas that we all benefit from listening from. So it was really that idea of celebrating diversity. But the primary diversity I was interested in is celebrating diversity of viewpoints. So that was really, that was part of the philosophy behind the conference. But also in terms of my own work, so along with presenting, I also had the opportunity to work on a documentary. The executive producer was Sarah Pauly. And um, so part of what that was about was uh, taking a situation that where there was a woman who had been abused horrifically in her teens by a partner, and uh, she wanted to interview the guy who had beaten her up. This is 20 years later. She wanted to interview him. And so part of what they did was they pulled me into those conversations because those are the kind of domestic violence situations that I'm in often. And so moving the work towards repairing harm. So um, we did this documentary around him taking responsibility to repair the harm that he had done to her. So that was when that premiered in you know New York and Hot Dogs in Toronto and that kind of stuff. So that was also an exciting way of kind of moving. And we, we also showed that documentary at one of the uh, conferences that we did. And, uh, and we had the woman who had uh, made the film Atiyah Khan present at the conference as well. So it was wonderful having a conference context where people could come out and see this kind of premiere in Atlantic Canada, this film. It was, it was pretty uh, exciting. And the buzz that you would only get really by seeing that in person with a bunch of other people who are kind of committed to this issue and thinking about not only stopping harm, but actually repairing harm uh, in relationships. So that was also an important part of the uh, outcome of one of the conferences. Are you ready to jump in and learn more? Stay tuned for the second half of the conversation and then visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to get the full story on why Halifax, Nova Scotia makes perfect sense for your next event. So Todd, when we when we look at the conferences that you brought here to Halifax specifically, uh, you did mention that Discover Halifax uh, helped facilitate those in terms of bringing them here and, and backing you up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, Discover Halifax was completely instrumental in those conferences happening. It would not have happened without Discover Halifax. To put on an international conference has many details to it and really requires knowing the local seen in terms of because there's many different people you need to contract with and liaison with to actually bring these kind of conferences to life and so discover halifax really was 
that network. So I had somebody doing that in other locations, but I had never done that in Halifax. And so through, you know, the staff at uh, Discover Halifax, just get connected with that network about how do you actually create this conference and uh, the scale in terms of using it here and how to navigate the contracts even that we were engaged in, that uh, it was just very, it was very helpful at really every stage of the process, giving me the confidence that this could be done here. And again, they just completely exceeded expectations in terms of clearly Discover Halifax knows the conference market of Halifax a lot better than I did when I started this, and they were right. Who in your mind benefits most from attending a conference? Is it the delegates? Is it the presenters? Is it some combination? What's your experience been? I think it's the delegates because they don't have to worry about presenting anybody. Uh, they just get to sit and absorb, you know, what's happening around them and take it all in, and uh, and then you know debrief it hopefully with either new colleagues or or the colleagues that they came with. And for presenters, it's also a rich experience because you get to have professionals respond to your work, both, you know, what they like about it and what they're concerned about it. And so, I mean, it's a rich experience for presenters as well. I just, you know, if you could do all that without any of the, it it usually as I'm presenting until I make the presentation, I'm often focused there rather than on the conference. So I'm envious of those times when I get to just, you know, sit back and take it all in. Uh, So, you know, I think it's great for the delegates. And do you have any advice for those who might be listening right now that are on the the edge of deciding whether they host a conference or not? I would do it with people who have done it before. I would contact Discover Halifax to venture into it. Doing it blind, I would be nervous. Doing it with Discover Halifax, I would have complete confidence in terms of just how they help you navigate that space. And also just appreciating that uh, I also had just had the sense of uh, the organization kind of believing philosophically in terms of the benefits of bringing this kind of intellectual engagement into our province and what it was doing for our province and also what we were giving back in terms of the international conversation. So I really felt like the organization was behind that and thought that, you know, that this would be a benefit to all. Todd, as you know, Halifax is also a military town, and it's one with a with a significant investment here, whether we talk uh, Air Force or, or Navy or Land Forces. And I, I know you've got uh, a connect through your, your professional experience and, and social work. Maybe we could touch a little bit more on that, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so initially, I got into this field uh, it, with a nonprofit group in rural Nova Scotia, and I continue to work with that nonprofit group almost 30 years later. Along the way, I also became an employee with the uh, Department of Defense. And so part of what I do in that context is also working with families and intimate partner violence issues. So that has been, I mean, it's really one of the biggest employers we have in this uh, region. And uh, they've been very committed to addressing the issues that are important to me in terms of social work and the kind of resources that they put into this issue. It's been, you know, they've been really responsive to, to the needs within the military community. So really working with the Canadian Armed Forces around these issues has been really important. So it's been an eye-opener for me working 
within that uh, military context. And frankly, the military would have a lot to offer the community in terms of coordinated community response to this issue and some of the interventions that are happening within that context. And offering training and conferences as well that they've done that throughout the years and i've been part of that at at, uh, various times what i like about what you said there todd and i heard this from jim hanlon uh, who was the founding ceo of cove as well is how the military presence here in halifax and he spoke specifically about the the naval presence more than anything else how they very much act as a an aggregator when it comes to bringing everyone together, uh, or even a catalyst for change. He talked a lot about how tech might start at Cove, and before you know it, it's at the Irving Shipyard as part of a new uh, uh, sonar installation on the newest vessels they're building. And it seems like that's the case here as well. Do you find that there is collaboration that's taking place outside as well as inside? The military? Uh, there needs to be more, really, because the military's got lots to offer, is what I think the big secret is around these issues, and in terms of both how they deal with trauma, but also intimate partner violence, and thinking about restorative, thinking about repairing harm. And there's definitely, there's a commitment there that would match the commitment, really, of the, um, I mean, the, clearly the community is committed to addressing these issues as well. So, so, Todd, one of the things that you talked about was the innovation that lives here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, when it comes to social work and when it comes to new ways to think uh, about it. Can we dive in a little bit more and, and maybe you can give me an example or two of uh, that that innovative thinking that we're seeing come out of Halifax? Uh, for sure. I mean, just we have a per population, I'm guessing we probably have the highest uh, per capita uh, in terms of student body and universities available to this population. And I liaison with most of the universities uh, in the city and can you know, speak firsthand that there's significant international leadership happening at the academic level with the, you know, the social work professors that I uh, liaison with and publish with. And um, part of the innovation that's coming out of, uh, and it's it's both out of uh, social work departments, but also counseling departments and even law departments. Uh, one of the innovations that's happening is thinking about uh, kind of restorative justice. So, of course, respecting due process and all that needs to happen there. Uh, and at the same time, for people who want to take responsibility because they think they've done harm and want to make it right, that we create space for people to be able to do that. And that that maybe even for the person who was harmed, that that might even be what they prefer is just for the person to step up and take responsibility. And so really integrating kind of a restorative uh, sensibility to intimate partner violence. Nova Scotia really is one of the leaders internationally around that, uh, around those issues. And, you know, there's, again, there's a number of departments from different departments, including social work, but other departments as well that are helping support those conversations and researching around those, those conversations so that we we are really looked to internationally for, for, for what's happening here. And that, you know, that people are excited to come visit and uh, to actually 
show up in our offices. So show up at the conferences and also kind of do site visits. So that's been also part of my experience of people coming in for conferences is that they want to come to the conferences, but they also want to come visit the various workplaces where uh, some of this uh, work is, is happening. Through your publishing and and through the work that's happening at, at Dalhousie within the School of Social Work, I, I'm sure you've you've run into countless people who've contributed to the narrative around social justice and social services. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. You know, is there one or two people that just stand out as an individual that's really leading the charge beyond yourself when it comes mm-hmm. to this this area in, in Halifax? For sure. Uh, well, one of my colleagues who I've published with in the past is Katrina Brown, and she's really internationally known around the narrative therapy and also working with uh, eating disorders, so women in eating disorders and depression. She's been wonderful to work with, and she's a great presenter. And also Michael Unger is, uh, works at Dalhousie, and he's you know very well published in terms of both in the popular press and the academic press. He's doing some wonderful work in terms of resilience and youth internationally and is, you know, certainly put on conferences as well, and as well as being a keynote. And also at Mount St. Vincent University, Deborah Norris is really an expert in focusing in on the military and uh, intimate partner violence, you know, both in the Canadian context, but also internationally. So she's been wonderful to work with on uh, different projects as well. So there really are a number of, in terms of social work field, there really are a number of internationally recognized people operating out of Halifax. So this is their home base, but of course they travel all over the world at this point, but this is where they come back to. And they've all presented at different conferences that I've been involved with and they've been great to work with. So, uh, you know, before we close here, I I always like to give the folks that I get a chance to chat with like this an opportunity to talk about what you see coming down the horizon, either personally or professionally. Uh, If there's anything you'd like to pitch, now's a great time to, to certainly plug that as well. There'll be more publishing, presenting, and conferences. Basically, this is it. Like you know, it's like happening. So this is you know, so th- th- this will continue to unfold like this. Excellent, Todd Scott. Once again, thank you for your time today. Great. And what we'll do is, uh, I'll I'll personally be looking forward to seeing the next uh, presentation or publication mm-hmm. or or everything else that you've got coming out soon. So once again, thanks for your uh, your time today. Great. Thank you. It's been great to be part of this. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today with Todd Scott of the Canadian Domestic Violence Association and Bridges Institute. If you'd like to carry on the conversation or learn more about how you can bring an event to Halifax, be sure to check out the Discover Halifax website. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Bailey. Halifax, Nova Scotia is ready to host you. Whatever you're gathering for, from wherever in the world you are, you'll feel right at home here. Halifax is home to a diverse collection of memorable places to meet and stay. Plus, we have all the collaborators to help your event go off without a hitch. And when it comes to nailing down the details, consider Discover Halifax your partner in planning. Visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to learn more, take virtual tours, and meet Team Halifax. Thank you.